we are here. We are back. TBA podcast. Back at it with you. I'm Pej, uh, my partner in crime, Mo, over there. How you doing, everyone? He's got that cute new fade looking nice. I like it. Um, we have an awesome guest for you guys today. Um, uh, an artist out of Maryland, my old stomping grounds. Um, and uh, he's here to share some uh, thoughts and and on the uh, situation and the crisis in uh, Gaza and the West Bank, as well as um, talk about his art. Uh, without further ado, let me welcome you, Lil Egyptian Wolf. Welcome to TBA Podcast, my man. It's good welcome to be to the podcast. Yeah. It's good to be here, Peds. Appreciate you, man. Um, what's uh let's talk let's start with your background you were you were talking off air about that you created that so tell us a little bit about that um yeah i had art class um and right now i'm taking two courses at my college and stuff and i'm using them to my advantage and uh, um one of the segments that we had to do was create like a pattern thing and then add our own like kind of theme in the middle mm. and I kind of went into depth on a little bit, but there's still like some simplicity within it. Um, I know my head is kind of covering the uh, the other square. This one um, on the bottom right, you can see it's like the top view of a pyramid and the one above it is like a side view. Um, one on the left, I have Horus and the bottom left is an Ankh, which represents eternal life. Wow. Very nice, brother. I love that. And you have the uh, the eye, uh, which is interesting because that's kind of like part of like we we emphasize the the, the third eye as well. Uh, yeah. What is what is that? Is that what that is? Um... That's the eye of Ra, isn't it? That's yeah. I have Horus, actually. Horus. OK. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. It. I know um, it doesn't really like represent a whole lot about like like and encouragement and stuff um but everyone like kind of shows creativity in different ways i think that's what matters that's exactly that that is what that what matters so um let's let's talk about that because you uh, uh you were mentioning that you know you were infatuated with egyptian uh history and art and and um so tell me because because you're iranian right so and uh uh that that was um that's very interesting to me. And and at what age did you kind of start discovering like Egyptian uh, sculptures I, and art? I think when I was five, the earliest was when I was five. Um, I honestly don't know when, where I, or I think, I think my parents took me to a museum like us or um, I think Smithsonian. Yeah. Um, couple Egyptian museums and um, that's where I grew my love for it because it was just unlike some anything I've ever seen before um, it was a whole different vibrance it was a whole different story um, you know how people like read from left to right and and uh, us Persians we read from right to left as long as long with like Arabic and other languages and stuff um, but um, this is like side to side and up and down and diagonal and it was it was it just it was different and yeah. that's why i loved it 
what do you remember what you saw like what specific like art you saw that like really drew you in i think uh not to sound uh cliche but um king tutankhamun's um tomb uh or something like that was like or a, a replica or some sort well it wouldn't be a replica if it was in a museum but yeah <laughs> no i i used to fun fact i used to uh volunteer at the smithsonian uh when i was there for like a hot minute and then they're like okay you're like touching stuff get out of here <laughs> so it, it's so tempting it's so tempting <laughs> little tiny artifact and you're like they wouldn't notice if it went missing right among <laughs> like like night at the museum shit yeah uh, <laughs> um it's a little more evil indiana jones i think is is what that is <laughs> stealing the artifacts raider of the lost ark were you born in maryland i was born in tehran oh nice yeah uh, how, how old were you um when you left iran i think i was two i was in a, I was born in an adoption agency um and uh i think i was like i think i was like uh like just a month old when my mom like met me when my like adoption adopted mom met me um and uh I, that's all i want to say about that you know yeah yeah, yeah absolutely like um i'm i'm not really i'm not really people if i'm not really uh that closed off about my adoption and stuff yeah yeah no absolutely whatever you you're comfortable with i was just curious um so have you been back have you been able to go back to iran since you left um yeah we went there a couple summers and stuff and it was great seeing my friend my my um my friends over there and my grandparents and uncles and cousins and stuff yeah yeah uh and how things with how things with the revolution have they hit you know it's difficult i guess when, when whoever we all have family back home we all have yeah. friends back home and it's uh this last year and a bit has been pretty pretty difficult how's it been uh how's it been on your end i'm i'm, I'm not gonna lie like i really miss my country i really miss my home I, I i'm like and like i haven't been able to go back since i was 18 because my mom was scared like they might take me to sadwazi thing and um I was lucky. I'm lucky enough not to do concour and all of that. Um, but um, yeah, I just I, I miss my home. I'm when I go to when I'm in America and stuff. I'm in America and stuff. And don't get me wrong, like I appreciate living here and stuff. But I just want to go back home sometimes. And it's like because it's so much different than it is here. Um, all the bazaars, the culture and stuff, and my family that I can't really see and stuff. And it's like. It, it kind of like it makes me sad but it also like pisses me off in a way because it's like i'm here some people are throwing shit at me and it's like want me to go back home so bad it's like i'll, I'll i want to go like stop the war and then i'll happily go back i'll keep all my connections but i'll happily go back and stuff because hmm. there's way it's better definitely yeah there's definitely something about iran that it just um it just feels different. Today, I was I saw something uh, in my feed on social media. It was uh, Darband, um, just you know, videos of the restaurants and and Tahtake mm. there on the river, and um, you know the all the lavoshak and the the sour fruit on the side there. And it's just a 
it's just such a vibe, right? It's absolutely unbelievable. But everything about Iran is like that. Everything about Iran is like that. Dadband is that way. And then you go to, um, you know, go to Tajish and it's a totally different thing. It's, I, I was talking to someone yesterday and how much I miss um, visiting. It's been a, it's been a minute since I've been there. It's been a few years. So I think we all, uh, we all feel that, that homesickness. That's for sure. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I haven't been back since I was eight. So it's, uh, wow. yeah, so that's the whole thing. But I um, definitely, um, I'm trying to lose like 30 pounds because I'm going to gain 100 when I go back and I'm just going to eat everything. <laughs> oh, the, no, the no, food, no, no. Dude, I just want to like, yeah, that's low key. Like one of my own like guilty pleasures is to just go to the bazaars and just get six of everything. I'm just like, yeah. Um, I saw the the latest thing I saw. Uh, it was this. They they make like it's like a gourmet kebab sandwiches. Mm -hmm. I hadn't I had never had that. And then I've I mean I've seen like kebab in in like in Labosh here, but that's not the same. But like it's like seeing the 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 fresh like bar it's like in fresh bar ready, and it was just like God. And the stuff too. Like we went to this one restaurant in Tabriz. And if they had this like insane lamb chop that was just so yeah, Shandi's made that really famous, and people still name it after that restaurant, Shandi's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The lamb chops, yeah, they're really good. I make them. If you guys ever come up to Montreal, I'll make you some. All right, all right, Mo, we'll come to your house. Stop in my house. Oh, all right. I think we lost him. Yeah, yeah, we did. He'll, but uh. Yeah, hopefully he uh, we get him back on. But yeah, it, it's uh, to continue on that point. He's um, yeah, I think it's it's fair to say that it's it, you see the bad parts, and then you see the when when uh and we'll I'll, I'll bring this up when when he's back on. But when he was talking about uh, I used to trust every like I used to trust people, like that. Mm -hmm. There's something that to to learn from that man. Like we yeah. we tend to think we have to there's something wrong with us trusting people. Right. But mm -hmm. it's really wrong. What re what's really the issue is the person that abuses the trust, not the yeah. fact that we are the child in us wants to love and, and wants to create a bond with someone. Right. And it's like, yeah. you see what I'm saying? But, yeah. Uh, we do ask ourselves, right? Like we, we beat ourselves up a little bit and we go, Oh, why did I trust this person or whatever? And I think there is an onus though, right? Like there is a bit of an onus on you to recognize the world around you. It would be great if we could trust everyone, right? Like yeah. uh, the bond that you and I have, or there's others that, that we know, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty fucked up world, dude. And there's a lot going on the, the, that you realize very quickly that, yeah, you have to you have to have your guard up a little bit. So I get that sentiment. I get the idea of why did I trust? Because we know <laughs> I, I get it, but I guess I'm saying like it's uh it's 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 an unnatural it's an un it's like it doesn't feel natural to to think that way. You have to kind of get calloused to think yeah. that way, right? So and that's the part I'm saying is, and you're right. I'm not being naive about it. I know that, you know, not everyone is going to be in your best interest or in the, even in the uh, bettering humanity's best interest. But um, it's, uh, 
it's 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 that point like the when we when we when we have to make that switch from uh the innocent right when when we're like yeah. when we're just like wait why does everybody have agendas and so, as, and then as soon yeah. as that as, as soon as that happens it's like oh all right like yeah. i guess that's why we call becoming an adult <laughs> but, <laughs> but but you know it's uh, it's too bad i'm gonna um why don't you uh talk uh, let's talk about uh that um some of the comments that we have been receiving <laughs> on on our uh, on our last little promo it's um not to even give it the light of day but um i i it's like i want to talk about it but i also i'm like are we just feeding the beast by talking about it you know what i mean it's it's uh yeah, I think anybody with an inkling of a conscience that's been looking at what's been going on has been commenting from the heart and from decency has been attacked by hardcore pro-Israel um, people. Like, it, it's just a fact, right? You've got people coming at you. Um, if you raise any questions, it's really all the same arguments. It's Have, have you heard of... Um, have you heard the word Hasbara before? It's no. no, it's it's like a debating, arguing tactic that um, there's literally manuals that the government of Israel makes available to uh, students, university students, people that want to learn how to advocate for Israel. They um, they have this. Uh, it's basically how do you how do you argue with people online? How do you um, contend with a lot of the statements that are out there. And once you read that manual, basically, you can go on, there's a couple sites you can go and request and they'll send it to you. Um, once you end up reading that and then you go through these comments, you get triggered far, far less because you realize that all they're doing is just going to the playbook, right? Um, uh, you know, instantly there's, well, we offered them land in the past and they didn't want to agree. Um, you know, this is, this is our homeland. It's not theirs. Uh, they're all terrorists. Like these are, these are things that end up coming up and yeah, we've, we received a lot of these nasty comments, but that's okay. It means that it means that we're standing on the right side of this issue. If you have fascists coming to you and getting upset and attacking you, to me, that's pretty good. Like if I was alive in, in the early forties and, uh, Goebbels came at me, Hey man, I'd know that I was on the right side of things. If a Nazi sympathizer came at me, I'd feel pretty good about the situation. So um, that's like that's kind of how that's my take. That's how I see it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's um, to me. I'm always like, I'm always like, okay, people have the information that they have on the matter, and it's come from either a corrupt source or not. Right. And it's like, <clears throat> I try to say, okay, I, I know that, right. I understand that. And then, oh, but, but you use the word argument, right. Which is, uh, to me, I, I, my goal in every, uh, encounter with someone who wants to counter my POV or, or counter where I'm coming from. I, my only goal is to not allow it to become an argument and, and, and like, I'll try, I'll try to listen to them, even though, even though I know what they're going to say is, is 
you know, it, it's um, not fact checked or it's not um, it's not even true necessarily like to and and to me, it's like a, a practice on on patience on my end. And I'm just and, and I'm just like, OK, say what you need to say, like that song. And then and then I just say, listen, I'm just going to leave you this article. You, you, you let me know if you've seen it before or or what your thoughts are on it. And, and I don't really try to say much myself. Right. Because, A, I know that I don't know a lot of things and I know that I'm learning every day from yourself. And from others who are uh, much more educated on on these matters than I am, um, but it doesn't mean that I don't have a, a seat at the table. You know, I, it it means that if anything, people that are on my level on this are the ones that should be at the table because we need to we need to have these discussions with the people who are ignorant on these matters and who and who do need to know. Um, I so but to go back to your point, I think that for me, it's always like, okay, you're coming in, you're coming at me hot, you're coming at me, you know, with 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 a take that it's already feels like it's conclusive, like you're not looking to be um, having a discussion, you're more so trying to just tell me that, like you're vic in this case, right? In the case of this comment, it was like, playing the victim's card, right? It felt like it was, it, they were playing the victim, right? It, it seemed like, yeah. and I, I, I'm not going to quote it for people who've seen it, you know what we're talking about. Otherwise you can, you know, go find it on our page. But but, here, but the whole victim thing, doesn't that piss you off though, bud? Like, but that's, it does, but it, it does. But what I'm saying is it's the idea of, it's, it's using the victim from another atrocity to, justify this atrocity does that make sense okay yeah that's 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 really shitty for someone to do but my question is something else when was the last time you saw a victim be able to shut off electricity water internet communications and bomb the shit out of with over twenty five thousand tons of explosives equivalent to the hiroshima and nagasaki bombs so nuclear yeah. weapons yeah yeah how many times does a victim able to do that to their oppressors. And that's the thing that pisses me off more than anything is you've got these people coming on playing the victim. They're playing the victim and they're playing ignorant, my friend, because that is that is the tactic. The tactic is, oh, hold on, I'm completely oblivious as to what's happening. Explain to me, explain to me where you're getting this information. Um, and I see it as disingenuous. I will accept ignorance as a defense until your very, very early 20s. Beyond that, you have absolutely zero reason to be that ignorant about what's going on in the world and with information that's readily available. When you have a 75-year occupation and 75 years of brutal, brutal apartheid, yeah. there's enough information. There's 130. You know what? Forget about the news. You don't trust the news. You want to be ignorant with the news. You just like listening to your own little, your own little vacuum of, of space. That's fine. Why don't you go read the 131 UN resolutions that have been passed against Israel with the apartheid and the settlements and the occupation and everything else that they're doing? So no other country has this many resolutions that that have been, um, you know, that have been ratified against them. Uh, and the most recent one was last week. 
So when people come to you, because that's the tactic here, the tactic here is how do we create enough confusion, right? In order to get the result that we want. When there are so many atrocities happening on a daily basis, when hospitals and schools and chemical weapons and all that sort of thing are happening on a daily basis, when you've got leaders coming out straight up saying, we are committing genocide. They no, have no, not I, been shy about it. They've said yeah. it. So if you are feeling as though there's, if you're ignorant to what's going on, that's a chosen ignorance. The other side of that is what they try to do is they try to put out this conflicting information and the misinformation to confuse things. Because as soon as you come, you're now talking about the con conflicting information. You're talking about, oh, can you, because I remember we were talking about something in the show last week and you had some people asking you for like, can I get the article? Can I give it? Yeah. Dude. There, there's a there's an amazing website called Google. You can actually go in there and in the search bar in Google, you can type in and you can find it. But why are they asking you for it? They're asking you for it because now the conversation is not about the fact that Bibi Netanyahu last Saturday, a week ago today, literally referred to a verse in the Torah slash Bible saying that he's going to commit genocide and kill every man, woman and child and baby and mm -hmm. animals. Um now you're talking about, oh, where did you see the source? Is that the right translation? Where does it go there? And then now the conversation is steered clear because guess what? There's going to be another atrocity tomorrow. And before you've actually settled the argument or the conversation or the discussion on that point, now you're talking about the next one and they're going to hit you with, well, I don't know. Are you sure that that's what it was? Or what about October 7th? Or why don't we talk about the leaders of Hamas and that they have millions of dollars? In Can we stop? Can we stop about all that and just talk about the fact that there are babies being bombed that you're, you're on a daily basis. You've got parents running into the hospital yeah. with garbage bags full of limbs, seeing if they can, they can reattach them to their children. Like, why are we talking about something that they can go search and Google themselves and see it's right there. Right. Mm -hmm. But instead they want to draw you into that conversation because now you're not talking about the real issues. Maybe it's me because I'm an old cynical bastard, but that's the way it's, that I see it. It's not being cynical. I think it's, you're not, let me rephrase. I, what, your frustrations come from the notion that you just mentioned. And that is like, after a certain age, it's on you to, to, to figure it out, to figure out the, what's really happened. Um, what I, what I find astonishing is that the idea of I say something and Elika Bonin posted something about this uh, today that I reshared on my story, but um, children are children, right? That statement, children are children. Um, <laughs> and then there was another, there was another nugget of wisdom from Elika Laban. Absolutely. Yes. Children I, are children. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's but it's simple. It's simple, though. Like, that's the thing. We 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 sophisticate the matter with our yeah. own walls of thinking. Right. It's like it's yeah. it's the it's the. Let's put let's let's call it for what it is dehumanizing. Right. It's yeah. it's it's not considering humans as on the same playing field. Like we're all in this fucking planet together. Like none of us are. Yeah. You know, like, not my whole take on all of this, as unpopular as it is, is that these borders were 
created at one point in history, right? These borders were created. At These borders point. weren't. These borders weren't. In 1937, borders were created. Since then, it's just been Israel land grabbing and shrinking things. But yeah. But I'm saying, though, even the borders in 1937, yeah. it was a group of people who uh, yeah. who decided that, okay, from this point to this point is theirs, this point to this point is ours, blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm saying the idea of it being human made, it's made, it's created. It's, but why do we always create rules and, um, on things that didn't actually previously cause problems or exist until greed and power, uh, became a thing. Right. And, and I'm, I'm, and I'm not just, I'm not dismissing, uh, the, the, the idea of taking, uh, things from other people. That is a crime. I'm not saying that that is not a crime. That is absolutely a crime. But the precursor to all of that is the fact that we just, we kind of accept things as, as if like they are Teflon, right? Like these ideas that have become, become what they've become because of choices that were made by people in history. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it's all relative. Like this whole damn thing is relative. I'm, I'm zooming out of Israel and Palestine right now. I'm not talking about that mm -hmm. anymore. I'm, I'm talking more planet. Yeah. We're all from, we're all Pangeans, right? At the end of the day, like when we stop all these, when we stop putting up all these walls, we become human beings. And it, re, we, and then to me, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. It, 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 it baffles my mind that we, don't acknowledge that before we talk about all the other stuff which are valid i'm just saying let's acknowledge that at least because then at least it humanizes everyone then you can at least maybe have a healthier conversation about the real atrocities that are happening and 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 to me that i feel like is is missing in in a lot of these discussions because because now when you started from like when you started from after the borders were created not with Israel again. I'm talking about in general. When you start talking about this stuff after uh, the borders were created, then, then yes, then it becomes more combative. It's more prone to become combative because it's like we, we're, we're not talking about the, the genesis of it all. <laughs> the origin of it all is that none of that existed. So it's if we're going to talk about history, let's fucking talk about the whole thing, right? It's like mm -hmm. it's it's – all of this started at a, at a point. There was an inception with any of these um, borders and any of these land uh, landmarks. I mean, look at the Persian Empire. At one point, we were, you know, like it was a whole, almost all of Asia, right? And, and you know this better than I do. But but now, right? Iran is fighting for what? We're fighting for keeping the the Persian Gulf, right? We're fighting for keeping, like it's like. <laughs> Again, an empire had the entire most of Asia under Persia, and it's been chipped away at it, chipped away at again, uh, fairly or unfairly or justly or unjustly. It has happened, right? And mm -hmm. and it's just like let's forget the the feelings about it for a second, and and just talk about the logical aspect of it, and that is that. Someone, whether they were a good leader or a horrible one or something somewhere in between, they made a choice with a group of people to do, to to draw the lines on the map, you know. And it's mm -hmm. like, and, and when we, 
simplify it to that point, to me, it allows a surface of conversation that's a lot healthier uh, to to at least listen to 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 the person you're talking to, you know, and 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 that um, that I feel like right now, especially right now with with this crisis, no one is listening. Everybody is just saying, you know, the five pieces of information they've learned over their lifetime um, mm -hmm. as as no, but this this is what I learned here and here and, and that's wrong. And no one is listening. And 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 it all comes from the notion of. Um, we're not looking at the system, we're looking at what's mine, what's yours. And, and again, I don't want people to confuse what I'm saying with what I deem as an atrocity. And it's, it's, it is Netanyahu and, and his crimes against humanity right now. That is an absolute uh, abhorrent act of uh, authoritarian and, and land grabbing, as, as Mo mentioned. Um, it's, it's using 3,000-year-old ideas in, in biblical form to justify his, his actions, which he knows is just uh, misuse of it. He knows that he's just using that to continue to fool the masses. Um, the, the same way that Khamenei did with, with the uh, Islamic Republic. It's, um, and, and Khomeini. Um, all of that to say, and I know it's long-winded, um, but all of that to say this. We use religion, we use borders, we use things that have been created after we were born, right? As human beings, as, as, as babies, as sucklings, as, as mentioned in that quote that uh, you brought up, um, to then try to justify the argument, right? To try to, to, try to say, I'm right. But the, the, the real issue is no one's fucking listening to each other. Right? The that, biggest issue is the biggest issue is the patriarchy, right? The biggest but, issue yeah, and is, that comes from the same point I'm making. It, it, but yeah, it comes from yeah. this ownership, this ownership of ideas, uh, this ownership of certain part of the planet saying this, this is the truth. And this is, this is your land. You know, America does it all the time, right? Like the, the, so right. what I'm saying, what I'm saying though, is, you know, when it ends up costing children's lives, shut the fuck up and go back in line and, and go check your morals before you you come talking to me about what's yours and what's not right it's like yeah. that it's not about what's yours and what's not it's about children dying like that's the that's that's yeah. the priority that's the damn priority and and as soon as we start to look at it as that i i it, it's going to help a lot sorry to interrupt but go ahead no 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 that's perfect i know it's it's just that like I always equate this to the fact that we're living in an incredibly unnatural way, right? When, and the re this is why I call it, and I say the problem is the patriarchy, and I, and I quite simply kind of put it there. Um, so depending on who you talk to, definitely not the evangelicals and a lot of the really hyper-religious people. Yeah. Um, they're going to say that, you know, human beings in this form have been around for 5,000, 10,000, whatever, whatever they believe. But those of us who have an education know that, you know, modern human beings have been around for, for over 200,000 years, right. In, yeah. in, in, in pretty much in the same form that we are now. 
about 10,000 years ago, something happened. There was a major shift about 10,000 years ago. And it's when hunter-gatherers started farming, right? And then started perfecting farming and irrigation. Mm -hmm. um, and up until 10,000 years ago, we were in a matriarchal society. The matriarch is was the most important figure and member um, in that home front. And so, which made sense, right? Because the home and your hunter-gatherers, you're growing your food as well. Slowly, you're getting into that. It's, it's really the children and taking care of the home and hearth. That is what was important. Men's job was to go out and hunt. Um, and women's was to really run the home. And, and, that's, and that was the matriarchy. What happened about 10,000 years ago is that when we start farming and that irrigation comes in um, and, and, you know, we get to that point where, where we are, um, you get to that point where we actually now have an excess as well, right? That's the other thing is that what happens about 10,000 years ago is that um, we have this excess in food, in, 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 and so what is the next thing that we do? Well, you and I were growing in our home, Pej, we're growing, uh, I don't know, carrots and potatoes, and we've got a few sheep. The neighbor down the road has uh, fruit, um, and uh, let's say they've got chickens. Yeah. When you now have an excess of, 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 of you know, your, your, um, supplies. Of your supplies, what do you end up doing? We end up trading. And now you've got the development of trade. I'm going to give you a couple chickens. You give me, you know, half a half a lamb. I'm going to give you some apples. You give me some some potatoes. What is that? What is that now? Now that's currency, right? Mm -hmm. Once you have that excess and that currency, and you've got that trade going on, you now have to protect that trade. So how do you protect it? You protect it by creating what we now have as a military. And who are you going to choose? You're going to choose the physically stronger members to fight off the other physically stronger members, and that's traditionally the males right and now who's going to run that military who's going to oversee it who's going to lead it it's going to be one of those men and that's when about ten thousand years ago we started developing cities and we started kind of saying we need to protect you know what we have and our and our and and and, and uh you know the value of our trade you now have the development of the patriarchy and yeah. that's where everything went to shit that's yeah. where people started then fighting and warring for land because land means land means food land means money land means the value and now you've got war and you've got conflict and you've got all that sort of thing so we deviated about 10,000 years ago from what was our natural state um and and we're seeing the culmination of that today we're seeing it basically on steroids and going to a, a huge, huge degree. Um, and, and to me, that's the root of the problem. We have to change completely the way that we see things. We have to look towards our indigenous communities. We have to look towards those that have maintained, um, you know, the, the, the matriarchy and the matriarchal as well as, you know, the, the male side of things. Unfortunately, we've gone to the extreme at this point and we're seeing it, Every day in the news, we're seeing it um, in in Palestine. We're seeing it around the world. Um, anyways, yeah, with that, yeah, yeah, yeah Egyptian go ahead. is back. Egyptian is back. Um, we were just talking about. Uh, well, we were talking about the idea of patriarchy ten thousand years ago. Mo was just uh, breaking that down, and and how that was kind of like the inception of uh, where things were to go for humanity and where it is now. Um, but um one last point on this is that do you think that uh not do you think do you do you have any information on the evolutionary time of the human mind and if the greed uh 
aspect spiked during during that time? Like, did did I'm I'm not aware of anything. Um, okay. I think it's really just something that's innate. I, but I in, think I feel innate. that yeah, I feel that I mean it it it's the it is the denominator behind how it's become corrupt, how it's become extreme, how it's become, you know, what it is now. The greed for power, the greed for ownership, the greed for all of that, right? And and then, yeah. and and that combined with mental health in general, um, is uh, is it's got to be uh, it's got to be. We got to allow. I, I feel like we need to let that to continue to evolve, and and um, uh, and and I'm. I'm wondering where we will be in, in 10,000 years, right? I, I'm, I'm wondering where the human mind will go in, in, in the, in that next uh, evolutionary timestamp and, and see like, um, have we reconnected with our morals? Have mm. we reconnected with, you know, our, our need for each other more so than for ourselves? You know, it, it, do you see greed as the source or do you see it as a symptom? I'd, like, do you I'd, see greed as the initial the initial thing that we're that we're contending with, or is it a symptom of something else? Sorry, is what I meant. It could be it could be the symptom of ego. It could be not. I don't know that. I'm not. I haven't. But that's a great question. But let's let's bring Egyptian into this. Egyptian, um, uh, first of all, did it go zero dark thirty on you, real quick? Yeah, I'm in my garage right now. So okay, gotcha. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep it as professional as possible. I told myself I wouldn't be one of those people that that walk around like walk around outside while I'm doing on a bit, I'm doing an interview, an important interview. This, but, um, right. no, no worries, man. Um, it's it, it it's all good. But yeah, what do you think, uh, Egyptian? Do you think that greed is the symptom or the? Source? I've heard I've heard many aspects on this. Um, people can, you know, when you're um when you're like. When, or like when you were say say like when you were a kid and like like you were you're with your family and uh like there's they serve like noon and stuff and then you start like you start like cramming your face full of carbs and they're just like oh shikamu nabu like not yeah like, yeah, nabu, yeah. like don't be and yeah. and in that sense you'd be kind of greedy um for the bread and yeah. In that sense, also people like saying greed is good as a ways of like expressing that they are worth more and therefore they want more um, materialism. And that kind of reminds me of a lesson I learned in school about um, about what what Mo was saying about the human mind and how you can switch um, on on humanity. And I think that reminds me of when. The Spanish conquered um, the natives. Um, I hundred percent. Uh, it's the colonialism playbook, right? It's quite literally what happens everywhere. It happened with the Spanish. It happened with the English when they came. It happened with the French to a less degree, but they did the exact same thing in North America. And if we're looking it's at like current people events, never learn. Yeah, it's, like, it's what happened. It's what happened in Palestine, right? You, you yeah. go back. There was there were Jewish refugees that um, needed a place to stay. The Palestinians opened their hearts and their homes uh, to them. There's a really great, and maybe we'll, well, I'll actually, um, I'll edit that video in of, of Muhammad uh, Hadid um, telling the story uh, into this podcast as well. 
um, Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid's father, right? He's a very well-known architect down in LA, um, incredibly successful man, um, Palestinian. He was, he's from Haifa is where his family is from. And he talks about how he remembers his father, who was one of the people that actually built the dock in Haifa, how when there was two, two uh, ex American military vessels that were converted to transport refugees from Europe after World War II. When they arrive in Haifa, um, you know, then you see the photos and they have that sign saying, you know, we, we're escaping persecution in Europe, please accept us. And, and Mohammed Hadid uh, remembers at this point how his parents, actually he was born shortly after that, his parents um, brought two families into their home. Um, and welcomed them and, and gave them a place to stay. And within a couple of years later is when um, Muhammad Hadid is born. And this is also when the Nakba happens, right? This is when, um, you know, the expulsion, the murder, the theft of land initially starts, um, or not initially, but really hits a, hits a major uh, catastrophic level. And Muhammad Hadid's, so Bella Hadid's grandmother, uh, his mother takes him to a neighboring village to go and see his family, he wants to visit his grandparents and show them the baby and all that. They return and their doors are locked and they won't be let back into their home because the refugees that they had allowed to come have now just said, sorry, pound sand, leave. This is our home now. Um, and so it's a very similar thing where you look at the conquistadors who come and they take that generosity from from the indigenous people in, in uh, southern or in South America and they, they do the same Canada. thing and then in North America with the English and France. Safad, which is uh, the city that my father uh, lived there for hundreds of years and the grandfather and great-grandfather and so on, uh, went down to uh, when uh, a ship came from Poland, Jewish refugees from Poland and yeah. Germany, whatever, and they went to several, several countries first, went to America and then went to Cuba and they went them off, so they came to Haifa. And funny enough, is Haifa is a, is a port that my great-grandfather built, you know, rebuilt. And with my parents and their, some families went down to Safad and they picked up some Jewish families from, you know, to them they were refugees and, and they had a banner on the side of their boat saying, uh, we lost our homes in Germany and our hope. Can you don't let us our hope in, uh, here in, in your country? So, and they took them, they took two families, each took two families and others did, and they brought them to our house, to my father's house. Uh, and they lived with us for two and a half years. And uh, when I was, my mother was pregnant with me. I was born in Nazareth, because my mother went to Nazareth to her parents' house or grandfather's house, wherever they're called their home. Uh, she had me. And I was nine days old when she came back to Safad to take me inside our home. Mm -hmm. And we were locked out. The fact I came back home and they wouldn't even let us in, into our home when my mother begged them to, to get a shershef or a, something to put around me, they wouldn't let her. So she moved on down to the refugee camp in Syria somewhere. Uh quite literally an insane switch up that happens mm -hmm. um, it, or uh, like to to respond to love in that way I just feel like is it's like, heartless 
it's it's my- just like yeah like what what is it what is the what is the mental health issue there that it's allowing like us to see it so obvious it's concerning it's super concerning because you are you are wondering like what goes through your mind so this is what this is why i asked the question do you feel that greed is a symptom have you guys heard of have you guys heard of maslow's pyramid it's like this i I need a refresher though okay so maslow's pyramid maslow came up with this theory that there are and and i wanted to mention a pyramid because you're here egyptian and and you love pyramids (laughs) Um, but Maslow's pyramid is this idea that there are certain things that human beings need to be happy, need to thrive and need to, to succeed. Um, and the reason they call it a pyramid is that the base at the bottom is the the heavier needs that we have to first fulfill until we can get up to the top and get reach the top of the pyramid. Um, and so the, the very first, and this is a simplified way of putting it, because I think some people have it broken down into five and then. There's subgroups and that sort of thing. So we'll stick with the five. But the very first is physiological needs, right? And that's food, water, warmth, rest. The second, safety needs, security and safety. The third, intimate relationships and friends, belongingness and uh, love needs. Mm -hmm. The top two are esteem and then self-actualization. So that's kind of like the higher level, you know, achieving um, your full potential, your creative faculties, all that sort of thing. As a society, I feel as though we're stuck in those basic needs in those first two rungs. And that's when the symptom of greed kicks in. When you feel as though your ability to have food, water, warmth, shelter, rest, when you feel as though your security and safety is at risk, that's when your carnal, very basic urges then kick in. And that's, I think, what greed is. Um, Because you feel as though, okay, well, now I've got this in front of me, but am I going to have it tomorrow? So even with your example of going to a mehmuni, right? And they've got someone's made like a kick-ass tachin and you definitely love it. And you're like, I am going to overeat because you know what? Tomorrow, I'm not going to have leftovers of this. So let me eat as much as I can. So that's like a really simplified version of what I'm talking about. But when you take a look at, you know, the, the macrocosm of that and people who are, you know, feeling as though I'm going to lose my home next month. I may not have food on the table for my family. And that's the situation that we're in, in most of the world. It's a very magnetized version of it. Right? And so that's when that greed kicks in, because you kind of go, look, I don't need more than X, but I better get more than X, because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, because I'm so unsure. So what's the solution to that? For me, as a, you know, proud socialist and, and an absolute you know, tree hugging socialist lefty that people can hate for that. I don't really give a shit, but, but that's who I am. I think once you give people, once you're able to actually fulfill those basic needs for everybody, that's when they're able to then elevate themselves and get rid of a lot of those really base things like the greed, like the hate, like the war, because what are wars fought for? They're fought for resources. They're fought for land, right? And so it's exactly those first two rungs of that pyramid, right? Those basic needs. That's what wars are fought for. Wars aren't fought for intimate relationships and friendships. Wars aren't fought for creativity. Wars aren't fought for higher intellectualism. Wars are fought for those basic things. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyways, I'll stop pontificating and I want to hear what you guys think. And feel free to tell me I'm full of shit. I have no idea what I'm talking about. You're so full of shit, dude. (laughs) No, I'm not even high. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, but no, it's 
Egyptian, yeah. Let us know. What are your thoughts? Um, I, Pedge, I think, uh, I think I, I fully agree with Mo. Um, you know, I, it's, I'm, I'm, I, I, I agree with him on most things, um, as a part of like, I'm not really, I'm, I'm, like I said, I grew up in Maryland. I didn't have a lot of friends. So I learned that, you know, not everyone I come across is all, Hey, let's be friends. I'll share all of this with you. And blah, 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 blah. like, I'm not, I, I wasn't, I'm not really as giving as I used to be. And I think that's because I've seen what this world can take from you. Um, I also believe like some people, uh, deserve more of my energy than other people deserve and it's ultimately my choice and my energy that I will share with you if I shared my energy with you consider yourself lucky because my energy is different from everyone else's energy and um but to going back to like what like the war on resources and stuff i think it's really sad as well because and i'm not saying that we should have more war and disagreements and stuff i mean it's okay to have disagreements but there shouldn't be this many casualties it's still um but i think it's just sad that it's constantly over resources it's never over it's never over like creativity or or intimacy and um for me, I'm I'm blessed with a with a home and a, an accepting, supportive family, um, friends and stuff. And I still yet I still need that kind. I'm still looking for that kind of intimate understanding. Um, and I'll that's something I'll and I'll learn to o- overcome on my own terms and in my own time. But until then, it's I feel like it's just. I feel like I'm folk. I need to focus on image and stuff, you know? Yeah. So let me ask you something like, it, you know, we, when we talk about wars and conflicts and all that sort of thing, cause this is what I firmly believe. And I want to see what you guys think mm-hmm. when you have to go and murder someone, like when you have to resort to killing another human being in order to prove a point or to gain something, haven't you already failed at that point as a leader? Yeah. Uh, as a I leader, you- as a leader or as a soldier. No, no. As a leader, as a country, as a nation, as a system, if your solution to I've got an issue with you, so let's now see who can kill the other. If that is where it arrived, haven't you failed? Haven't you failed yeah. at that point? Yeah, definitely. I if you're. That, yeah. yeah. No, I think it goes back to the evolutions uh, of, of uh, digging into like the tribalism that that yeah. that that was embedded in you know early humans uh and and i think that is still in all in a lot of us and and you know i would i'll dare say it's in if i'm not cognizant of it, it it lives in me too like we all have it but we just have to control it and and understand that uh our morals have to have much 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 more priority over in these moments of disagreements than our uh than what that other voices is attempting to scream out you know so but yeah gypsy what what were you going to say i i i agree i agree with that um you know just i i couldn't you know and i'm kind of experiencing this at my school you know people are surprisingly very territorial there and i don't really know why 
but um just um having getting or it's interesting being able to see um and again I I talked with Pedge about this about the close-mindedness and the short-sightedness of of not being open and aware of what's been going on in the world and if even if you are you choose to stay uh, neutral about it I've I've seen I it it pisses me off in a sense um that you're like supporting another organization that has that's newer than this that's newer than than this and and just not paying attention or not or just dismissing is better is a better word for of something that that's been that's been older than all of us and it's not nothing's changing um of course people die every day but it's a there's a difference between dying and getting murdered mm -hmm. in my opinion <laughs> i think everyone can agree that yeah. you know i learned something recently through my job uh i do have a job so stop saying i live in my room um, <laughs> and uh i i was working with uh we were having a conference so so like, you know, I have some students, I, I, I'm a teacher for those who don't know, uh, during the day. And, um, I teach young kids. I teach first and second grade and, um, the, we have some, uh, some, you know, like kids who are having some issues with each other. Uh, and, and they're, you know, they're like, there's like, there's some, uh, social challenges, uh, in, the, in like during recess and, and even during class times at, at, at some points. And um, uh, the 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 person who like is leading our our group of teachers uh, mentioned that uh, kids are uh, forgiving to your mistakes like towards them uh, up until uh, second grade. After second grade, they will make a decision and stick with it. As in, so if, if you like, if, if, like, if, if I keep like bothering Mo during recess, right? Like, or mm -hmm. if I keep like trying to disrupt his peace, if he's like, if he's a kindergartner, he's gonna, he's gonna be like, um, that's like, he'll might, he might cry. Like he might cry now, even me just. I do. Him. I do a lot. <laughs> I, a couple times a day, at least. Yeah. Every time. It's I, okay. I, I bully it's okay him. to be emotional. That's right, yeah. Mo. You can be emotional about my bullying. Yeah. My cornflakes, uh, my cornflakes get soggy. That's the only problem. Let, oh, hey, I cry over asleep. that too. Yeah. yeah, don't fall asleep at the cereal bowl. That's what I say. Um, yeah. So if I bother him, right, and he's in kinder, and let's say I'm in kinder for for the sake of comparison, and he's gonna allow me the next day to have another chance, and the next day to have mm -hmm. another chance, and the next day to have another chance. And this is a study that they've done, and 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 this said, and he said, but that happens until around second grade like so then if i'm second grade i'm like give me your cornflakes right he's gonna be like fuck you dude like, that's where done. you draw the line yeah like right. we're done i'm an adult now right and then he's gonna he's gonna go hang out with other people and cut me out of his circle right so but that's interesting to 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 know that like even at that young age in second grade like we create that's super funny i mean my my cousin is my cousin is 13 and he calls himself a grown-ass man all the time and i'm just like I, I laugh at him because it's just hilarious how in his mind he thinks he's like so much more mature i mean 
he's not he doesn't act on that on that um on that yeah. statement yeah. but it's just still funny it is funny my cousin used to do that too and then i just kicked him in the chest and then yeah he, uh, <laughs> a reality and, check and then he was like oh yeah i guess i have some more growing to do and then and then i hugged him and then it was okay yeah we don't we don't talk anymore anyway um yeah that's that's interesting no you're right it's uh but anyway this this idea of like even at in second grade mm -hmm. we we create little obviously the the cause and effect there is 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 the reason right but it doesn't have to be that obvious and it still can be happening right it doesn't have to bad. be like the bullying, it doesn't even have to be bullying. Yeah, it could just be like, like you said, Egyptian, like in school, it's hard to find groups of people that are accepting, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, and, and they haven't even had one conversation with you, perhaps. Like nope, they, not yeah. one. Right. So I'm not saying you're in second grade. I'm saying you're. No, no, no. no <laughs> but it, it happens. Hey, hey, like, I'd, yeah. I'd love to go back to second grade. <laughs> it feels, it feels for me like you're in the second grade because I'm just so damn old. That's what it feels like for me. But yeah. <laughs> everyone, yeah. everyone I meet, everyone I meet who's been, who was born past 2000. I'm assuming you were born past 2000, right? 2002. Yep. There you go. Anyone, I, I don't I know why. See in sync. That's crazy. It, right. And you yeah. automatically go like, how young is this? Like, they should be in diapers. And you're like, no, no, he's 21. He's 21. That's I can drink. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but for, but for the old, uh, for the old salty guys like me, it, it feels, you know, anyone born after 2000 is a baby, you know? No, Mo, you're, you're, you're a cute old man. It's, uh, it's not, oh, thank you're, you. you're one of the good ones. Should I grab my cane next time? And I'll, I'll bring my cane. That's fine. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, sh I'll shake. I'll shake my cane. No, because I can shake my cane when I get angry. Isn't that what old men as do? Long as, as long as you don't have the the beads that all the fucking old Taspi, I'll bring I'll bring the Taspi as well. The Taspi's. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. So what I did when I was in Iran, I went and I found because there's there's a certain type of Taspi that uh, Shah Masood, right? Like the the um the the stones are very um they're beautiful, right? Um, mm. and they're only found in certain areas in eastern Iran and mostly Afghanistan. But um and I, so I went and found a couple like antique Caspies that were like that. And then I, I took it to this guy. That's their job. Like there's, there's Caspie makers. Like, of course there are, cause we have them, but like you go to the bazaar and there's like an area where there's people just making Caspie. Right. Um, and then, so I gave it to them and I went and bought like little gold um, pomegranates. And then I also went and found like this antique um, stamp or uh, no, not a stamp. It's um yeah, it's a stamp, basically. You know, when you uh, back in the day when they would like the wax seals, right? They, mm -hmm. would, they would do like a, yeah. So one of those, and then I got them to reweave them and then tie those on. So they're actually quite nice. So yeah. I will, I will bring a taspi and a cane, and I'll and I'll shake them all about. And, uh, Mo and just wants to Mo wants to like be old so bad, and he's not even that old. That's what's hilarious. Like, I have a Mo. I have a question. Yeah. So, uh, would you? Because I used to be into jewelry, I still am, but um, I was more into like the gemstones and the Sanoia Dasti. I would always find them in the Sanoia Dasti section of the bazaar. And um, what does that mean I, for people who don't speak? Sanoia Dasti is like arts and crafts, but it's okay. like very Handcrafts. arts and crafts okay. and it's very emphasized. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, would you count um, tas like Taspi making as like being a jeweler and stuff? Um, it depends. 
I think in some cases, yeah, there's some that are absolutely stunning. And then there's actually an art to it as well, right? You have to yeah. you have to size the stones a certain way so that they they grow in size and then and then come back down again. And then they actually go in and shave the stones in to give them different shapes and um that's mm. what, so I, I think so. I think so. I would say so. I wear I usually just wear them as bracelets. I'm not a religious guy. Pej knows I fucking hate religion. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm so ready to go burn in hell if there is one. Um, I, I think it's going to be nice and warm and all the interesting people will be there. Um, I'll be hanging out with, uh, with a lot of your favorite, uh, performers as well. Once they get That's down there. That's a sure. great way to think about it. That's a great I don't want to go, I don't want to go to heaven with the mullahs and, you know, Khamenei and, uh, uh Soleimani. If they're, if, if that's where they're going, fuck man, no, no, no. Take me. Take me down south. I want to. I want to take a, a little trip south of the border if that's the case. I'm not going to go. Yeah. I'm not going to go there. But anyway, what I'm getting at is, um, I usually wear them as just bracelets or necklaces because I, I find them beautiful. So I would definitely say I see them as jewelry because I definitely don't see them as yeah. anything spiritual. But I, I forgot. Think, I, yeah. yeah, I forget I, how I forget how some things can have can be cannot be made out of precious material and be still considered art. Like for example, the paper and stuff. I I really appreciate my art class. Um, my art professor, if you see this, shout out to you. Um, yeah. But uh, she's taught me like working with different materials such as paper and stuff. Um, I actually went to a, a I actually interned at a jewelry sh uh, at a jeweler sh uh, shop, and uh, they kind of use like they use like threads and they use they even it's weird they use animal hair as like bracelets and materials and and uh i don't know human hair is where i draw the line because that's like no no i don't really i was but, just uh, about to give you a handful of my chest yeah hair, but no. yeah no why are you, why are you I, picking I, your chest hair what's going on man what are i just you, need to doing? trim it's, it's a lot it's 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 acting right. up i need to yeah I think I think uh, the epilation stage of this call is probably a good time to maybe uh, wrap things up a little <laughs> yeah. bit. But uh, but but little Egyptian man, thank you so much for thank you for joining us. It's always thank really you. great thank to kind of get. Yeah, no, it's yeah. nice to kind of have a young and I can say this a younger generation come out and get your uh, you know get your viewpoint. A lot of the stuff we hope to see you. Uh, we hope to see you performing soon. Yeah. We hope to see you yeah. succeed. Uh, in in your art and your craft, um, and we'll be cheering and you're back you on. on. Yeah, and welcome back on, man. Anytime. Like, thank you. Uh, thank you. If, when you have new music, right? Just let us know. We want to. Of course, I yeah. I'm definitely making a lot of new art. Um, I'll be posting soon. By the end of the semester, I'll have a lot of. I'll I'll do a segment showing all of the art that I made, all of the uh the stuff I produced in my music class and stuff, and um, hopefully uh the school might see me a little bit differently. Um, if they don't, it's fine. Opinions are opinions. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and do you want to plug your Instagram for people? To oh yeah. Well, I, I, I hate being that guy, but yeah, follow me at little Egyptian wolf on all platforms. Um, go. I could definitely use the, the media and stuff and yeah. There you go. Right on, brother. Follow Lil Egyptian Wolf. Uh Lil Egyptian Man, appreciate you jumping on. Um and uh yeah, and uh keep doing what you're doing, keep shining. Um we need more people like you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, All right buddy. Take care. All right, All right my brother. What's up, Is Hamigi?
<laughs> See you, bud. Mm -hmm. He was a good kid. He's a great person. Uh, yeah, man. Um, it gives me hope that, you know, uh, at least that, that generation can maybe right this ship that's going down. Um, it's your fault. So, but yeah. Is it my fault? Yeah, is it? So before I get into uh, more dour things, do you want to, do, do you have any uh, current events that can maybe lighten the mood a little bit? Yeah, or? the LA Clippers have uh, traded for basically all the stars of the 2015s until <laughs> now to try to salvage a championship. What's going on? You got James Harden, you got uh, that's the latest one they traded for uh, from Philly. Um, I like the Clippers. I just think this was a little bit extra. Uh, but if it culminates in a championship, then it was worth it. But I don't know if it will. I feel mm. like it's it's kind of, uh, you know, Clippers have been, unfortunately, LA's, uh, you know, stepchild for, for a long time. The, the Lakers is, is where everybody leans to, and that's that's the team. Yeah. To cheer for clippers uh unfortunately and, and and that's actually why i cheer for the clippers i like the clippers uh i wouldn't say that's my favorite team obviously because of the hat but um i i do want them to succeed Kawhi leonard i really like um paul george is is, is such an amazing uh dribble pop-up shooter you probably don't even watch basketball so i don't know what i'm saying but um, no no you do no but i i you know what i used to watch basketball back in the day i don't need more i don't i don't watch a lot of sports man. Let, me, let me ask you this when the raptors uh the fever of the raptors took over canada were you no no okay because no. i guess i was pissed in. off yeah i guess i was pissed off when we lost the grizzlies uh in vancouver so yeah. uh, it was and and the way that that all happened the fact that they actually brought the you know they, they brought the franchise in because they were trying to get two Canadian teams in. And then immediately within less than two years, they were moving it down south. And it seemed like, you know, it seemed as though that was the plan from the beginning uh, when we kind of looked into it. But yeah, it was. And so after that happened, I stopped watching basketball uh, with any sort of a regular, regular basis. Because when you that, get into yeah. it, right? That would make sense. You were you were from Vancouver, right? So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. If it helps you feel any better, their uh, star player is suspended 25 games because he keeps uh, brandishing his gun on Instagram Live. So uh, that's Are you serious. So yeah, so he's he's that uh, he did it twice in the span of like two months. And after the first time, he's like, I've I'm I've learned a lot. I'm growing. And then a week later, he's doing it again. So that's the Memphis Grizzlies yeah. now in a nutshell. And they're 0 and wow. 6, I think, as far as far as the time of this uh, episode. Wow. Um, but anyway, there's some NBA news. Um, but yeah, do you want to have some closing thoughts before we wrap this baby? You know, there's a couple things I wanted to bring up that are related to the conversations that we've been having, but it has more to do with what's happening both in my country and yours. And, and we're seeing, I'm seeing some things that are concerning me and people I think need to be aware of and, and kind of see what's going on. I know that there's a, um, there's a growing uh, anti-immigrant, xenophobic, move kind of happening in both our countries right now mm -hmm. um I, i'd love to kind of get a little bit of your take on this too but i'm gonna i'm gonna mention two things that uh really concerned me over the last couple of days one which happened yesterday the other a couple of days ago so canada what they've done is with that pressure um they've actually frozen their limits of immigrants that can come into the country so yearly they they kind of 
refresh these numbers and, and increase them. But they've said for the, last, for the next three years, uh, they're going to be limiting the amount of immigration that's coming into the country, and they're actually bringing those numbers down. Um, and they're putting a lot of contingencies on there as well, as far as language and, and that sort of thing. Um, the thing that really concerned me down in the States was uh, this Republican congressman, um, Ryan Zinke. He actually proposed a bill the other day um, to expel Palestinians from the U.S., um, a lot like the uh, the Muslim ban that, that Trump had bought in, no more immigration from Palestine, period. No more visas to Palestinians, period. And then he's actually proposing to, yeah, to, to basically uh, expel current immigrants uh, of Palestinian descent out of the U.S. And this bill uh, was proposed in the House just a couple days ago. So... Thoughts, oh my god i i hadn't heard of that um it's i wish i could say i'm surprised at this point with 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 the with the agenda of these uh now these guys are old heads okay the the, the yeah. agenda of these these uh all jokes aside these guys are are archaic they are uh i think neanderthals have have better logic than than and and hearts than these guys do um i just think the moral fabric of america is just out man with the 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 moral fabric of american politics i do believe it was there at one point in american politics it was there i don't know about canadian politics but in american politics i believe um to a certain maybe like i want to say it took a big shift around carter like um but i think before then morals and and maybe it's and i don't i'm not looking at this as an excuse but just as a happens happenstance but you know the hippie era and all that i think really emphasized uh the idea of of love and 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 inclusivity and bringing mm -hmm. people in and i think uh the politics took that um uh and then when it when we came out of that they really came out of that and i think morally and and just ethically all of that just went out the window and it keeps and it's gotten worse and worse um i would say clinton revived it a little bit in the 90s and then it went back to shits again uh with bush taking over and and all the way up to this yeah. uh this news uh Zinsky, did we see his name um zinky zinky yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the name is yeah. stupid. Like Z-I-N-K-E yeah, is the way it's Z called. Ryan Zinke. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Didn't didn't we go down this path already? Like I remember during the Korean War, there was a lot of calls for this. During the Vietnam War, there were calls for this. But during World War II, they quite literally did this to Italians and, and Japanese, Americans and Canadians, put them in internment camps. Um, so I, I, I think... Uh, there's a long history of this yeah. sort of thing. We haven't evolved. We haven't evolved very much. And American politics seems to be degenerating yeah. as well. Yeah. And then it's yeah. it's influencing Canadian politics too, because we've got, you know, we've got. I, I call him the gap the gap greeter. Um, you know, the, the prime the prime minister Justin Trudeau. That's essentially what he is. He's about as useless as a gap greeter, standing at the front door just saying hi. As soon as you ask him a question, I have no idea. I'm, There's I'm a only, video of uh, people calling him out too. Uh, he's walking, uh, and they say, "Hey, you got blood on your hands. 
what's happening uh, uh, in the in the Middle East is on you. Yeah. And, yeah. And Melanie and Melanie Jolie as well, like the the foreign minister. She was uh, yesterday or the day before as well. There was some activists that went out and called her out um, on on what they're doing. Um, Canada spent has sent sorry money and arms as well. Um, the U.S. You saw this in Oakland in your neck of the woods yesterday. Did you see that? The uh, there was a protest um, at the docks yeah. in Oakland because there was another ship about to leave full yes, of, I did see that. Yeah. Full of weapons they, they to, to murder children. Yeah. yeah. To 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 murder kids, right? And right. so uh, protesters went in. They put themselves in harm's way. They got on the ladders on the ship. They did all that. So they had to pull it back in, and they had to dock, and they couldn't leave. Yeah. That was yesterday, yes. but uh, we don't know what happened today. Um, that was also an interesting one as well. But yeah, the U.S. and Canada are supplying arms, weapons, money, um, vehicles, bombs. The bombs that are literally being dropped on the heads of those children arrived a couple of weeks ago from the U.S. Uh, with love. Yeah. And and they're being used to murder. So, you know, th this is the part where I, where I look at every single American citizen and I go, it is your responsibility to stand up, your government is now giving the means for genocide somewhere else. Um, and if you're not going to do it out of decency, do it out of self-preservation, because these sort of policies are what led to 9-11. Mm -hmm. These sort of policies are what have led to foreign, you know, American nationals overseas being taken as hostages or being targeted and attacked. This is what happens to, to cause people bombing ships, American ships and consulates and that sort of thing around the world. Stop. Yeah fucking around stop you know supplying these dictatorships with the weapons that they need to oppress their people um and and others and and maybe there'll be less animosity in the world I, but, well that yeah i think that's what i was saying about the the moral fabric is just is dead it's it's there's there's just the only thing we were talking about this earlier but there's another version of it it's the five avenues of life uh, but you you called it the pyramid, right? Uh, mm -hmm. um, but there's the five avenues of life, and 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 the smallest, um, shortest finger, and and the most useless finger, on our hands is the pinky, <laughs> and that is the financial health, right? It's considered mm -hmm. the the smallest and the uh, and it's the last of the five um, um, healths of the of the mind and and body. Uh, spiritual health is the first one, the thumb. It's the most mobile. And then it's the physical, then the mental, and then the emotional, and finally financial. The the U.S. government lives its it makes its policies like this, in in my opinion. And 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 basically, this thing is drowned, right? There is yeah. none of that. There's like there is no spirit in 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 the politics. So, which which ties into what I'm saying. So the Oakland in, yeah. uh, situation yesterday, with when the people are stepping up. With all the pressers and um, of Trudeau that's been interrupted, of Biden, of of Hillary, all of that is is uh, kind of strengthening my opinion and notion that we're headed towards a a, a revolution on a world scale. Yeah. I feel like we're headed that way. I think uh, the Iran revolution um, kind of woke woke some people up. It it it, yeah. it allow it allow people to realize. Wait a minute, you can break the back of these corrupt leaders. You can break yeah. the back of these corrupt policies. 
Um, and then Afghanistan started doing it. And, and now you're seeing it here in the States, in New York, you see it, you see it in Oakland, you see it in Canada. Um, Ukrainians and, and Russians are uh, arm in arm now, and, and they're, they're, they're opposing the, the corruption of, the, of that war of, the, uh, uh, of Zelensky and, and Putin. And it's like you're, you're seeing it pop up in small doses all around the world. And I think it's going to get bigger and bigger. So this flame just takes over the entire world. Um, I think it's because people are realizing, right? People are realizing that this is all manufactured from these governments. Like yeah. they are trying to, they're trying to keep people hungry, scared. Yeah. Um, it's not working. You know, yeah. Yeah. And and people are realizing who their actual enemy is. The enemy is the one that has been saying that they're trying to protect you. Um, listen to us because we're trying to protect you. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. It's because uh, on an Amer on on the American scale, and and you can touch on the Canadian side, but the economy of America is so broken um, from before all of these empty promises that we're trying to protect you and all, so that people are like, no, you aren't, right? It's yeah. like people are just not buying it. There's so um, uh, the the financial of of American middle class is so broken that the, the mm -hmm. middle class is almost is is diminishing before our eyes like there's there's almost middle class like the at, le at, the, at least yeah. the lower middle class is just starting to go towards the yeah it's almost done so you when that's already a daily battle for the people then you tell them oh we need to side with Netanyahu and and and, and we're trying to protect you people are people are like fuck off dude like we're we're over it and i think we've emotionally have gotten a lot stronger and smarter. Um, and I think people, and, and again, internet is, is, is our tool to, to cut through the bullshit and, and, and see the truth. Um, uh, there's a bunch of Reddit and discords that people are on that are learning what's really happening. There's telegram chats that are happening directly with, uh, victims in Palestine, in, in Gaza, uh, um, or in Iran or in Afghanistan and, or in Ukraine. And, and, yeah. You're getting can't anymore. You can't bullshit anymore. The people are trusting the people because we are sharing the real information now. It's no longer there's no mask of, oh, this is because they're Democrats or this is because they're Republican. That shit is 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 fading and it's fast, yeah. right? Um, and and I'm assuming it's the same over there. Like it's people are like not people are getting less and less interested in what political lens you're coming from but rather if you're being a good human being or not i'd say it's i'd say that you've got both you've got the individuals who have doubled down on the religious dogma and the and and the political dogma and and the tribalism and then you've got the younger generations and people that are a little bit more enlightened like you and i who don't see it that way right who who try to look at the bigger picture i still think it's a pretty decent split I'm hoping as generations age out, and by that I mean the old fuckers start, you know, dying, so they, that, so that they can make space. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that uh, that things will that things will improve, and 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 we'll be at a point where we can actually evoke change. But until then, um, until we can get the geriatrics out of uh, politics and you know get the power out of their hands, uh, and and again, like you said maybe it's a revolution maybe that's what has to happen maybe we need to go you know to our respective capitals with pitchforks 
um, and demand change. Maybe that's what I think. What, I, what think needs to I think it has to be. It, it has to go to the basics, like the bottom of that pyramid. I think when that's missing, we don't really care about the rest, right? It's like I don't need to have the top part when I don't even have food on my table. Like I don't. Yeah. It's 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 and that is that is the biggest uh, beginning of the end for these people in power. And I think that they, they ignored that. Uh, Khamenei ignored that. Biden is ignoring that. Uh, Netanyahu is ignoring that. And they're all ignoring that because they're so fucking caught up in their one percenters, right? And they're so caught up in, in, in what's coming in, what that final check is going to say. And as yeah. a result, when you don't have, when, when you can have that check, but you don't have a country to run anymore, what's the point? Right. That's like, the thing. And we're seeing it, right? We're seeing yeah. it around us. I don't know if it's like this in the States. I assume it would be. Um, but I take a look at, do you ever go to the dollar store? They're no longer dollar stores. They're like $5 the, stores. Yeah, They're, exactly. Yeah. Five yeah, and yeah, yeah. Above. yeah. Yeah. Like those places. Um, something that's absolutely depressed me. I'll, like I go to the dollar store. Sometimes you want to buy a, a card for someone who's not family. Um, you want a cheap, you know, birthday card or something. I'll go there if you want tin just, foil or things like that to make a hat um yeah. to by the way to... anyone who's not friends with mo now you know where the gifts are coming from but yeah <laughs> no the gifts are coming from decent places but the card <laughs> that they're going to throw in the recycling bin is going to be from the dollar store but Walmart. but something that That's i've noticed recently big but one thing that i've seen in recent years is the amount of groceries that are now in dollar stores and the amount of people that are buying food from the dollar store and like, and I'm talking about question, like I'm not buying canned food from developing nations halfway across the world. Like mm -hmm. that is a little bit sketchy in for me. Maybe I'm in a bit of an elitist. I used to be in the food business. So maybe that's, that's why, but, but I just find it really, really scary and really sad that we've gotten to the point where in order for people to make ends meet, they, yeah, the, the dollar stores yeah. out carrying yeah. food. Like you, you start again. I think it's it goes back to my point. The more you take away the basic needs of human beings, the more they're gonna not give a fuck, and they're just gonna be like, "I don't care about your view on like you know the the tax brackets. Who gives a shit? Uh, you guys aren't like we all. It's it's becoming more and more obvious." who's winning in that realm and, and who's having to pay for it. And, and it's, yeah. it's, and it's getting worse and worse and you know what, let it get worse because it's going to, it's going to cause an explosion uh, 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 and, mm -hmm. a, and a beautiful one, a beautiful one in which uh, people hand in hand. I don't want to sound hippie, but it, it's happening. It's starting to happen. Like I'm not, this is not me just talking out of my ass like all the other times it's, it's, me saying it's you're seeing it yourselves go look it up you know how many in in short in short order and then we can wrap this up because uh i know i do i do have to get to another thing but um it's in short so order more and, important than me more important than me Pesh? i mean we don't have enough time for me to list how many the things, things that are more important to me <laughs> sorry go ahead now that I know where you get my cards from. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's uh, in that in, in a span of a month, I've seen four videos of 
political figures getting interrupted. Mm-hmm. I, I had not seen that since, like I said, Bush getting a shoe thrown at him uh, like 25 years ago. So it's like that in itself should tell you something. So, yeah, um, yeah let's let's. It's the times they are changing. The they, times are changing. they are changing. Yes. Um, we're all again, if there's one message to leave this episode on is that um, I got nothing but love for anyone and everyone who is interested in humanity and wants to save humanity. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what you are. I don't care how tall you are, how short you are, how, uh, how much better looking you are uh, to a degree. Um, and then, uh, you know, that's why, you know, my cutoff is Mo. Mo is just enough better looking than me that I can handle it. Um, after that, it's, uh, we're done. But um, yeah, so <laughs> much love to everyone. Uh, I think we're starting to show the, what we were hoping to show with this podcast. I think we're starting to show what, what the ma- mindset was behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll have guests on of all ages, colors, races. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, Gyp- Egyptian happened to be Iranian, but I actually didn't even know that until um, he asked to be on. So um, the, the I was assuming is, he was Egyptian. I, I, that's that... yeah. That's what I thought. I, but or, know. or, or a wolf. I thought it was either one of those, one or the other. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. did not did not assume he was he was Persian. I love that you Iran. called him. Uh, thanks for getting on, little Egyptian man. That was. That was I didn't. Did I say that? Totally. The, go. Did I say the, little Egyptian run, man? Run the tape. <laughs> no, that's so. That's terrible. That's so like. That's so it's bad. Okay. They're calling me a little man. Why did I call him a little man? That's okay. terrible. You'll get him a card, and then uh... from the dollar store. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? I'll splurge. I'll go to the. I'll go to Walmart for this one. That's all right. Nice. We'll do that. Nice. Yeah. Feed Sam Walton even more. Um. All right. Anyway, that's me. Uh, this has been episode four. Um. Uh. Let's see if the Clippers can win a few games now with Harden in the lineup. Let's see how that pans out. Um, subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel, our Spotify, um, and soon we'll have it on all the other platforms as well. I'm still working on that. Um, and all the credit for the latest edits and posts go to Mo. He's been doing all oh, that geez. work. Um, yeah, he doesn't like Great. attention like that. But. You're not happy. You're not happy with him. Is that what it is? You want to make sure that yeah. people know that. So if, it if you don't like good, them, yeah, if you don't like you them, go. it's not my fault. Uh, <laughs> but no. Uh, but next week we hope to be back with more guests. Like we, we definitely want to have more guests on uh, every week when we're doing this. And so, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, brother. Um, And meeting, uh, meeting little Egyptian man was also, was also great. Um, This time I said it on purpose. This time (laughs) I said it on purpose. Now you have to go to target for your card. Now I'm just being an asshole. That's all it is now. (laughs) Do they, do they make sorry for being an asshole cards? uh, I'm sure uh, if you shop from uh, the dollar store date, those are, there's a whole section. Uh, Yeah. yeah, Just comes with you buying it from there. Um, But anyway, no, uh, it's been episode four guys. Thanks for uh, watching. And um, we will uh, see you on the next one. Absolutely. Thanks everyone. Bye.